Welcome to another episode of The Daily Mind. It's me, your host. It's Sunday, right? Chill day. No work. Ran a few errands, went to the gym. Hell, I even went for a two-mile brisk walk today. Um, I don't know. I've just been more active. Uh, my wife got me a Fitbit watch, which I should have invested in a long time ago. This thing is a wonder. You know, it's a wonder. It even motivates me to go work out a little bit more because I know I need to. But this gives me an incentive to see exactly where I'm at. So I did that this morning. And um, yeah, you'd be surprised how accurate this thing is. You know, it's amazing how uh, technology has come so far, right? Ah, well, other than that, um, happy Sunday to you guys again. This is a, another episode of The Daily Mind. Um, today is going to be part two of the little, little thing I got going, uh, sitcoms, right? Uh, the other day, I spoke about uh, sitcoms from the 1970s um, and how they stack up today. And like I said before, the 70s were just um, up and coming age of sitcoms right i wouldn't even say the golden age i say the golden age was probably the 80s maybe the 90s i think was really the golden age of um of sitcoms right 70s was still just trying to find its way but you know without further ado we'll go into the 1980s um it has changed dramatically i'd say since the 1970s um if you like the 1980s sitcoms became more campy more family oriented they still carried special messages um they also came with some controversy as well right um and some of those shows from the 70s spilled into the 80s um and for some of those shows uh the 80s was the majority of their run right kind of crazy like uh uh, I guess you could say like um, different strokes, the Jeffersons, like half of the Jeffersons run, or if not, most of it was in the 80s or 70s, depending on how you see it, right? Uh, but on average, each show lasted somewhere between like eight to 10 years, right? But um, as the 80s rolled along and the culture has changed a bit, um, we got into the age of the yuppie, right? The yuppie generation, right? You know, upper middle class, stockbrokers, drive nice cars, live in the suburbs, big house, with a scarf around their neck kind of deal. Hey, Bob. Hey, Tom. How's the stock today? You know, that kind of, you know, time of that period. Um, so as the 80s rolled along, we started seeing more of these um, families, um, these types of families of different ranges come about. Um, it also brought about the, um, <laughs> the rivalry of the uh, grown man, the small man child, if you will, you know, Gary Coleman versus um, Webster. Right. So when different strokes came out, uh, somebody else came up with the idea of someone who is small, smaller than their age, who is adopted by a um, a, a white family of some sort of wealth. That's the kind of thing that kind of played along in the 80s. But again, also mostly family stuff, um, more groupy, campy stuff. Right. So let's just get into it. Right. Um, I was looking at a list of that's kind of helped me out on this is um, some of the top 10 episodes of, I mean, I'm sorry, not episodes, uh, TV sitcoms of the 1980s. And the list is very much spot on. And only a few of these actually made it into the 90s, right? But believe it or not, um, like Family Matters, for example, started in 89. And it's considered, and it was September of 89, it's considered an 80s show. I see it more as a 90s show, but it's only because it started in 89, so I guess it's an 80s show, right? So I'm going to just dive right into it, right? So um, one of those family shows that came about uh, pretty early was uh, Family Ties, right? Family Ties was one of those shows, again, the campy, yuppie, 1980s 
type deal. You know, you had a mother and a father on the show. One was liberal, one was conservative. Somehow they met in the middle in Ohio, had this family, had a son, Alex, who was ultra conservative, right? But it was it, it's what spoke of the time, right? It, it was what it was. The economy was doing pretty well in, up until the, I guess, the uh, the bubble busted somewhere around eight, like in 1987. Nonetheless, Family Ties ran from uh, 1982 to 1989, and I think it was premiering on NBC. Nonetheless, the show got phenomenal ratings. It helped kickstart Michael J. Fox's career. And um, yeah, it, it was just the start of something new, right? It was all about family, family, family. So, you know, you had this family and their antics and stuff like that. And of course, it, it also came with its fair share of special episodes and little controversies and stuff like that, like any TV show, right? Trying to break the mold. Right. So like Family Ties, um, I wasn't a too big of a fan of the show. I mean, I've said if it comes on, I might watch an episode or whatever. It wasn't one of those 80 shows I gravitated to. That's for sure. Um, believe me, I have about three favorite 1980s uh, sitcoms that I think sit very well. But Family Ties definitely wasn't one of them. But nonetheless, people were watching it because it was the time. It was it was what the theme was. Right. Family. Right. And then, of course, it's called Family Ties. Go figure, right? All right, so not much to say about that show, right? I mean, again, if you've seen Family Ties, you know the show. It went from 82 to 89, right? Almost almost made it into the 90s. But I think it being in the 80s was the perfect fit. It had an 80s theme. I couldn't see that show going into the 90s. And that's fine. That is fine, right? So um, like I said, I'm looking at this list. And it's like, again, it's pretty spot on. Now, I will tell you, one of my favorite 1980s sitcoms is by far perfect strangers hands down larry and balky had a chemistry that was like no other right um so uh the premise of the show if you've seen perfect strangers or not highly recommend it i think one of these uh streaming services is streaming i think it's hulu i sat there and binge watched the whole goddamn series about a year or so ago absolutely hilarious it holds up very well but nonetheless perfect strangers uh premiered on abc from 1986 to 1993 it was also one of the original shows for the tgif lineup if you if you remember abc uh, had a, a block of programming of funny funny sitcoms called tgif thank god it's friday and it would premiere um around 7 38 o'clock in the evening and go to like almost 10 o'clock at night of all these funny shows perfect strangers is one of them right so it was a Miller Boyette production. If you know, Miller Boyette was very big back in the 80s, into the 90s. They helped do Family Matters. They did Perfect Strangers. Um, I think they even did Step by Step. They did Full House. I mean, they were the Norman Lear of the 1980s, right? Miller Boyette was synonymous with these shows, right? But Perfect Strangers took place in Chicago, right? Follows um, what Larry Appleton. Uh, he moves out of his home, moves to Chicago. He's a bachelor. He's, you know, things are happening. But then all of a sudden, his cousin from Mipos, right? Mipos, by the way, is not a real place. Okay, they couldn't really say Greece. So they just had to, like, make up a place, Mipos, right? Just so it didn't offend anybody, believe it or not, back in that day. But, yeah, he comes from Mipos, a.k.a. Greece, and all of a sudden just lands in uh, Larry's doorstep. Long story short, it, the show focused a lot around those two in particular, right? And it wasn't necessarily a family, family, family show, but nonetheless, they were related in the show. And it followed their antics and, and you know, the steps, you know, the, the, the funny uh, journey to Balky becoming an American, right? That was his dream. 
was just to become an American citizen, right? By all means necessary. And the show pretty much followed that. He became pretty Americanized, right? And, um, you know, he even was a rapper in the show, you know, Balky B, if you will, right? For B for Bartonomos, whatever his last name was in that show. You, you know his last name, right? So the show went for a bit and even made a final episode where he, um, him and Larry finally got married to their girlfriends and even had kids, right? So it was a nice ending to a show and it ended in 1993, right? So it's an 80s show and it had a really good run. And I think what they wanted to do was just end the show. I guess it was kind of running dry, the whole, you know, immigrant family member kind of deal. So they ended it the right way. And, and it's awesome that they did that, right? So I, that's one of my favorite uh, shows of that time. But remember when I said Miller Boyette Productions was very big at that time? That show... Perfect Strangers also spun off another highly popular show um, that technically started in 89, went all the way to the 90s, right? Family Matters, right? Boom. Now, I'm not going to get on Family Matters too much here because the, the predominantly that show was in the 90s. I'm going to save Family Matters for the 90s episode tomorrow because it really wasn't much of an 80s TV show. It Started September of that year, but realistically speaking, I mean, that's not really the 80s. The 80s were done by then, right? So we'll say Family Matters put on the back burner for tomorrow's episode because that show was, in fact, a big, big deal, right? Cool, right? I mean, it's one of uh, definitely one of my favorite sitcoms of the 90s, right? Now, I'm going to give I'm going to go to another one now. <laughs> I watch this religiously on Sundays because, um, Every Sunday, I forgot, one of these networks plays this show constantly for hours, right? And yep, I'm going to go there with the Golden Girls, right? Funny, funny show ahead of its time. Just, it went there. It went there with some topics, right? It, it really, um, you know, about sexuality and, you know, uh, being a woman and also um, just the liberation of women. Like, you have these four elderly women who live under one roof in Miami and it just really really just kind of show their exploits and you know just their everyday being of women they were totally different women right they were on different playing fields my favorite character is Sophia for obvious reasons she's just funny and she tells it like it is. she has no filter period so this show the golden girls which I believe came on NBC um that show went from I believe 80 let's see what does it say here it said uh Let's see. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to talk about that show. We're not going to talk about that show. Uh, I'm trying to see how far the Golden Girls went, right? Because I'm looking at this list of top um, TV shows, and Golden Girls was on there, right? So the Golden Girls, according to this, went from 1985 to 1992. Definitely classifies as an 80s show, right? So again, um, you know the premise of the Golden Girls, right? I absolutely love that show. Every episode has me in stitches right now, you know. I'm a 37-year-old black man that basically loves the Golden Girls, right? I mean, how often do you come across that? The show was just ahead of its time. Hell, I even watched it in syndication when I was younger because it came on TV quite a bit on NBC. And the show was just fantastic. It, it, it really took these four women, right, you know, geriatrics, you know, they're, they're older, and it just made them funny with no filter. And I loved it, right? I loved it. And, you know, the show had its run and it lasted all the way into the 90s, right? It was one of those few 80s shows that went all the way there. 
Um, uh, unfortunately, all of the Golden Girls have passed away, with Betty White being the last one. I still can't believe that woman passed away. Honestly, I thought she was immortal. I thought she wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. But nonetheless, right? Those four women in the show, you had um, Dorothy, who was just the level-headed one. You had freaking, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Sophia, obviously the smartass, right? And then you had uh, Betty White's character, Rose. She was kind of, like, now that I see it, she was pretty much ditzy. And then, of course, um, the other one, uh, what's the name? What's the name? But she's the hypersexualized, man-crazy um um basically member of that show always talking about some something crazy crazy sexual again at that time in the 80s um things were changing with tv shows the climate was changing the language was definitely changing right so like with this show it kind of just laid that out there right now that wasn't necessarily too much of a family oriented show but nonetheless it was a show that focused on a particular small group right so that was actually uh, the Golden Girls is actually considered one of the top 10 80s um, sitcoms of that era, believe it or not. I believe it because, again, that show was just absolutely funny, right? And then, um, let's see. Not, not This show is not necessarily on the list, but I'm going to go there, right? Uh, Webster, right? Webster was basically the competition to different strokes, right? Um so with different strokes, right, it took two African-American children from the ghetto and brought them to an, uh, a more luxurious dwelling, right, with, with uh, Mr. Drummond, his kid, and a maid. And, you know, it, it was just, um, it was different, right? It was just a concept. So they took it there with Webster, right? Um, so Webster, let me see. I'm trying to see exactly when this show started, right? Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm not good. I mean, I am big on TV, TV, but sometimes the years and stuff, I need to just make sure I get it right, right? So Webster was on ABC. It went from 1983 to 1987 and then into syndication 1987 to 1989. So ultimately, 83 to 89, it had about a six-year run, right? So at the time this show premiered, Webster was still in the, like web i mean i'm sorry not webster a different strokes were still on at the time right so and in 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 essence they were competing with each other this shows right but everybody knows different strokes right? i think different strokes is way more popular than webster right not a lot of people talk about webster but they talk a hell of a lot about different strokes and of course with that tagline um you know what you talk about willis that that's that's timeless that that's not going anywhere i can't think of a a tagline that Webster has said in a show, right? Because, well, it's not a memorable show, right? So the show, right, it starred Emmanuel Lewis, the title role. He was a young boy who, after losing his parents, is adopted by his NFL pro godfather and the socialite wife, right? Now, they live in a very wealthy part of Chicago, right? They took this kid and was like, hey, you're with us now, right? Now, Webster in the show almost, he burned down the house or the original house. Then they moved to a different house. But it all, the show also introduced um, a lot of uh, celebrities as well. But the show was very family oriented, right? It wasn't a big family. It was just those three primarily in the show. Now, just like um, Gary Coleman, um, Emmanuel Lewis also had a particular disease that stunted his growth, but he was actually older than he appeared in the show and at the time that dude was everywhere he was uh he was idolized in japan right he was in burger king commercials he was everywhere that man that, that man was everywhere man like 
Webster, right? He was with Michael Jackson. You know, he was definitely bigger than Gary Coleman at that time in the eighties. Absolute unit, right? He was just that. He was just that dude. So that show had its run, and you know, then that was pretty much it. I think it just kind of ran the course. He was getting a little older to the show, from what I've heard, and it was just it was time for it to stop, right? So the show stopped. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, March of nineteen eighty nine, right? Almost made it into the nineties, right? But realistically speaking, the show had no more, um, you know, any more steam left, right? So I'm not going to go into too many of all these shows, but the point is, how does these shows stack up to today, right? Because I did the same thing with the 70s, right? I only just picked a handful of episodes and uh, TV shows, I mean, and see how they stacked up to today. Now, um, it's a kind, it's a little bit odd. I mean, it's a little bit difficult as to how these 80s shows uh sitcoms these family type sitcoms stack up right um you know nowadays well it kind of like if you propel into the 90s right uh the 90s also continued that whole group of friends family setting when it came to sitcoms it did the same thing right because again you're going into family matters you're going into fresh prince of bel-air you're going into um uh, step by step and there's so many other family oriented uh shows sitcoms right that that really took its part but those shows today i don't know i don't know how much of an impact they had like the, the shows in the 70s like, like like i said yesterday was very controversial right but the 80s um i i don't know it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint that right because the 80s had some memorable shows but again they were family the family type shows right they did however um highlight a few um, crazy things like a different different strokes when it went into the 80s had the Horton Mr. Horton episode right it really highlighted child pedophilia and um child molest molestation right that that's you know now back then that was like things people didn't really speak too much on but it, it, that show kind of highlighted that and, and nowadays like you know child child molestation pedophilia is like you know now the message is clear everybody sees it they reported whatever the case is. And, you know, it, it, it was one of those catalysts that helped that. So, I mean, those 80 shows, again, um, some of them do carry over, right? And they bring very powerful messages and they've changed the course of time. They changed the, they changed the culture and for the better, if you will, right? Um, so, like, today's, uh, I can't even think of, like, really any good um, sitcoms, family-oriented ones of the 2000s and into um this this point in time maybe i'll do a little bit of research maybe do one on the 2000s right but again the 70s and 80s and 90s were it those were the times of the sitcom and the 90s was the golden age of the sitcom right um but also too there was some like uh let me see what's hmm let me take a look here real quick and see because um it's got to be something right i'm gonna i'm gonna find another show here that um that was pretty much influential of its time, right? Uh, let's see what we got here. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, another oriented, family-oriented show is Full House, right? Now, Full House came out 1980, I believe, 88, 89, right? Again, uh, that's another show. I'm just going to probably just wait until. But in short, it is still an 80s show, right? And it's, it followed that whole, you know, family, you know, People moving in, family member die, people moving. Yeah, let's let's save that for tomorrow, right? That we're gonna consider that a '90s 
TV show because, I mean, predominantly uh, it was of that time in the 90s, right? Um, I'm going to put a comments uh, box, a section, right? Um, please, I, I would love some responses. I haven't gotten any yet, but that's cool. I'm not holding against anybody. I just, it's, it is what it is. When you want an answer, you're free to answer, right? Um, oh, I got one more show, right? I'm going to go with one more show real quick. And I think this show definitely had an impact to today. The Cosby Show. I'm going to go there with The Cosby Show. Now, The Cosby Show, right, real quick, I got a little time, um, was, an, was a show on NBC, right? It went from, I believe, 1984 to 1992, and it helped spin off a different world. But nonetheless, it painted the Black family... In a completely different light. It's like apples to, it's like night and day when you compare it to something like Good Times, right? Good Times, growing up in Cabrini Green Houses. Now you got the Cosby Show where they're living in this very nice townhouse somewhere in Brooklyn, right? So, you know, the, the Cosby Show, the way it shows, it, it really helped paint a better picture for Black families and Black actors and actresses in t- on TV, right? Now people can see, hey, there are African-Americans that, live that live and have some money not all of them are in poverty right so like that's what the cosby show was and it focused on um cliff huxtable right and his wife um he's a doctor she's a lawyer they have these kids and these kids are like like i don't know a lot of people were just like you know the cosby show is kind of preppy it's kind of catered to a white audience which and in fact i think more white people watch cosby show then black people did. I have to do a little research on that. To, uh, but I've heard that, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of black people, they liked the Cosby. They weren't, they weren't trying to be like the Cosby's. You know what I mean? It was just different. So, yeah, the show went from September 20th, 1984 to April 30th, 1992 on NBC. Um, and it was just Bill Cosby's project. Right? It was one of the biggest shows of the 80s and pretty much all, all time. Right. And again, um, it holds up pretty well today, despite his allegations. We'll leave that aside. But the show held up very well because you had a continuation of shows of middle class, upper middle class, black families. Um, you had like hardworking, like no, 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 let's let's take like Family Matters, uh, Moesha, um, and there's there's quite a few other shows that this comes along and like, hey, you know, black people are just not in poverty, right? Like it shows Sanford and Son, he lives in the freaking practical, like practically live in the junkyard and. You know, the people in good times, they live in the projects. No, the Cosby show set a new tone for black TV. And again, it showed everyone a different perspective on black families, right? And it lasted quite a bit of time, right? It it really was a show that everybody was watching, right? And then, of course, Bill Cosby was already big before that, right? He had um, stand-up, he did some movies prior to some stand-up comedy shows and stuff like that, did some LPs and whatnot. Um, and then in the 80s, he started doing, he was the spokesman for Jello, and that's where it all just, boom, right? And he had a great relationship with kids, right? And it showed in that show, right? It showed black fathers being fathers, right? It just, that's just what it was, right? Because it was always that, oh, even today, right? There's the stereotype of black fathers running away, being absent, blah, 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 blah. But even then, it showed a strong black family with a, with a strong uh, mother, strong father, and Good Times did the same thing. I don't want to take away from Good Times. It did the same thing, right? Except they went through more of a struggle, right? And the Cosby show, they didn't really struggle, but uh, there was a lot of life lessons taught in that show, right? 
And that helped other TV shows into the 90s and 2000s that every show had a message, right? And that just seemed to have been the theme back in the 80s too. Every show ended with some sort of message that you can take with you and apply it to something or whatever they were talking about, applying it to your families or whatever, just life, right? That was the Cosby Show in short. When the Cosby Show ended, well, before it actually ended, it sprung off a different world. And that painted a per different perspective on African-Americans in college. I'm going to touch up on that show on the, our little list tomorrow of 90s sitcoms, right? Because again, each decade has a show or shows that has changed the face of television and changed the face of people, of a particular people too. And just, it, it just, that's the beautiful thing. It just, everything changed from these shows. It just highlighted something that people either never seen before or heard of before, right? That That's just, that's a beautiful thing. And, and like I said, if it had, I'm a movie TV guy, but I'm more of a TV guy, right? I, like I said before, um, I love television. I love sitcoms. Sitcoms is my thing, right? I love sitcoms, not too much in the dramas, right? But, you know, these shows in the 80s, they they were cheesy, but they they definitely started teaching something, right? Started teaching us little valuable things that we may take for granted sometimes, right? Perhaps. So, um, I oh by the way, I have finally a fresh new email account for this show right here, right? I said I was gonna make a new one um, just for the show, and also. Um, just so that I didn't crowd up my business, my actual day-to-day -day email. I already get like hundreds, dozens of freaking emails and that. I don't want to clog that one up even more. And especially if you do write me, um, I don't want your message to be lost in all of that. So um, it's a very simple email. If you got a pen or something, write it down. Um, it, the, it's the daily mind podcast at gmail.com. Again, the daily mind podcast at gmail.com. Dot com. And again, this email is open to questions, suggestions, um, and constructive criticism, right? Again, I am not perfect, but your feedback will make the show better, right? Also, too, um, if you're not on Spotify, right? If you're not on Anchor, where you can see the questions I type up or whatever the case is, um, you can even like ask a question or put your two cents about that episode, right? Um, again, I'm just trying to get some feedback, right? I haven't got any yet. Well, not true. Uh, my dad uh, recently gave me some constructive criticism and mostly it was good, right? And of course, there's some things I need to touch up on, right? I will say this. I was never a talkative person. I was extremely shy introvert, right? I've gotten better over the years, but also too with this podcast, I am now speaking more confidently, right? So like I said, if there's something I need to work on, I like to hear from you to make this show better. Um, we're almost going to be in the season two soon, man. I might even start adding music to this, but I don't know what kind of music would fit into this type of show. I will figure that out. It'll be trial and error, right? So um, this will be my last full week of the show. Um, next week, I'll be gone for a few days. Um, again, it's the daily mind, but you got to take into mind that I have a life outside work-related stuff, right? So I'm going to be gone here and there, but I'll give you some predictability, right? And let you know, hey, these are the days I'm going to be gone. I will not be doing my podcast these days, but when I do come back, I will, right? So next week um, from the 1st to the 4th, um, I will be off the air just for a few days, right? And that's fine because while I'm away, it also gives me time to think and get ideas for the show. So um, I'll leave it with this, right? 
the 80s, right? Fantastic time uh, for those Reaganomics and stuff like that. And uh, just crazy, crazy, can't be fun, right? My favorite decade by far, right? Absolute best decade ever, right? So I leave it with that. And I also, again, um, tomorrow will be part three of sitcoms the 90s right now the 90s is where i think the sitcom absolutely peaked right i might even do two parts of the 90s i don't know it depends because there's so much to talk about with the 90s and how it translated over um to today's um you know how they age today and again a lot of stuff from the 90s i'll be honest with you for what i've heard didn't age very well but we'll get into that tomorrow okay um i do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen as usual on this little half hour podcast um, again, tune in for tomorrow for the 90s of the little sitcom series I got going on here. And also, I've decided that whole, you know, random news thing I did on Friday, I'm just going to have that. I'm going to keep that. It's going to be every Friday, just picking out random news stories. It's not one of my highest rated episodes, but I'm going to run with it anyway. All right. Oh, looks like I'm running out of time. Hey, so thanks for listening. Again, tune in tomorrow for the 90s and enjoy the rest of your lazy Sunday. If you're working, hey, don't work too hard, right? And we'll do this again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Peace.